Good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Anointed Radio Show. We're going to start off in decency and in order. We're going to start off with a scripture and then a prayer. And the scripture, the scripture we're coming out of is Philippians 1 and 29. And it says, for it has been granted to you on the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to also to suffer for him. The scripture is telling you that, yes, you've got to believe in him, but you got to go through trials and tribulations sometimes. Everything's not going to be easy. Everything's not going to be sunshine and roses. You're going to have to go through lessons. You're going to have to go through trials to get to your next level. So for you to get to your next level, you got to go through some suffering. But guess what? Suffering doesn't last always. Amen. Dear Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives. Continue to bless us. Continue to help us, God. Guide us through this path of life, God. Let us be able to make the right choices. Let something be said today that will plant a seed for Someone listening, the broadcasters that's listening now or in the podcast, God, for them to say, what can I do to be saved? Touch somebody with a financial breakthrough. Touch somebody with healing, God. Touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet that they can be changed from the inside. Take take away any bad thoughts, Lord. Rebuke anything of mental illness, God. God, we just thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I have something to say. And you can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. go Make sure you go download my single, Jesus, You Make Me Happy, um, on all digital platforms. Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, this is the love shout. Marvin, Marvinetta, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, as we all go by Marvin, uh, Marvin Gaye and Etta by Etta James. So that makes me the love child. So anyhow, you can follow me um, on my website, drmarvinettaclay.com, and on all social platforms, whether you see Clay Marvinetta, Marvinetta M. Clay, whatever you see Marvinetta at, that's me. I don't think there's too many more out there. So just follow me and um, look out for uh, my song as well, uh, Worship Forever. Um, Also look out for the brand that's getting ready to come out called Worship Forever One. And some things can really happen with that, as well as um, the new song, Fly Away, that's getting ready to pop out as well soon. God is doing some things, even in this pandemic. So come and follow and enjoy and uh, tell me what you like and what you don't like. I love all the feedback. God bless. And add to that, um, I got a a new song coming out too, Dr. Clay. <laughs> oh, and um, in just in the absence of Chris Johnson, who was not able to make it today, he is in the studio filming his album. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm Shakita. Uh, I am the author of The Unbroken, Trying to Be Broken. 
and you can follow me uh shakita underscore andrews that's c-h-a-k-e-i-t-a underscore andrews and uh, i'm currently finishing up my second book and it will be published towards the end of the year all right oh your second book look at her <laughs> pandemic fever go ahead right creativity <laughs> And we have Mr. Dorian Wilson in the house, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And um, we will be interviewing him after our music selection. And um, our one announcement, we only got one announcement today. And we wanted to um, pay our respects to the late Dr. Fowler. Yeah. Uh, the pastor of Victory Baptist Church here in Las Vegas. He passed away, I believe, yesterday. And definitely pray for his church. You know, he was a big pillar in the community. He he influenced a lot of preachers here in Las Vegas. So definitely just keep his church in prayer. Keep all of his family and friends in prayer as well. Amen. 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 So we're going to go ahead and go in the mix. And I'm trying to think what good song I want to play today. Play your favorite, that fast one. Which one? You know the one you always love playing that gets you up and going. I don't know if I want to play that. (laughs) Shame on you. I don't know if I want to play that one. Um, let's see. We were just talking about. I I know what song I'm gonna play. Play my own song. Play that. You make me happy. Go ahead and play Jesus. You make me happy. Um, and we're gonna go into the mix, play a few songs, and then we will be back with Mr. Dorian Wilson for his interview. So, guys, stay tuned. Enjoy some music. And yeah, stay watching. Amen. Jesus, you, you make me happy. 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 Jesus, you, you make me happy. Jesus, you are a true friend of mine. You come through every time. If I'm down and out, you always make a way. Despite what people say. Jesus, you were the hope when I was lost. When there was no one around, none could be found. I'm so happy you are the one in my world that give me so much hope. Jesus, you, you make me happy. 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 
get started with the interview and we're going to start off with a when was dr clay come back oh dr clay just walked away amen so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and start something i said something i didn't say I, right dr clay come back Oh, she's she's just gone. Okay, so um, <laughs> she might have been on the water. Okay, okay. All right, I was a, I was a little offended for a second there. I'm sorry, nothing all to right. do at all. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna uh, start off with um, a Pastor J icebreaker question, and the Pastor J icebreaker question is this: If you had to be quarantined somewhere. Anywhere in the world with limited resources, where would you be quarantined? Is this for anybody? <laughs> oh, it's for you. For you. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, well, uh, I would say right where I am right now, I'm with uh, family and loved ones and I can't imagine being anywhere else. Uh, you know, if we're maybe on a, uh, uh, an island somewhere or whatever, but I'm definitely with the people that I I, I need to be with. So I, I'm, I'm I'm loved, and uh, you know we're gonna get this through this together. Okay. That's so awesome. the, my my first question would be: Is this um, where is your hometown, and where do you reside now? 
Well, uh, my dad was in the Air Force, so we did a lot of traveling around. I, I call, call myself a, a California uh, boy, um, and I live in the Hollywood area right now. Um, and I've been here for many, many years, almost uh, 25 years. Um, wow. And I lived in the Bay Area for like 10, uh, 10 years. Wild. Yeah. What, what part? What part? <laughs> Oakland. I'm, okay. So I was in Rich. I'm from Richmond. Okay. Richmond. I lived in um, uh, San Jose, Sunnyvale, Palo Alto, uh, Mountain View, and uh the little stint in Oakland as well. I like you said how you said the little. He's like the little stint. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> right by Lake Mary, right there. Oh. oh man! So I want to ask. So what got you inspired to get into acting? Well, it was the only thing I could do. So um, I thought. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I think as a young kid, I always um, emulated or tried to look up to the people that I saw, uh, people of color on television, uh, movies, what have you, and, uh, you know, just took a liking to it and said, hey, I could do this one day. And uh, I always put on little shows and magic shows and what have you for my family, charged them a quarter for my my whacked little acts and, uh, you know, they paid it, but they've always encouraged me to, um, you know, to, to get out there. They saw the potential, I guess. And, um, it, it's something I love doing and I get paid for it. So I, you know, you can't beat that. Not at all. So what was your first experience getting your first gig? I had moved to, um, LA with my wife. We were in the Bay Area for uh, many years, as I, I said. Um, we just had our daughter, and uh, I didn't know anybody, but I kept flying back and forth from LA to the, the Bay Area um, for different auditions and parts and, and what have you. And finally, she was like, you know what, we, we need to move out here to save some money, and you know, this is probably where you need to be. So I did that waiter bartender thing um, for like four months. Um, right away, I landed a Long John Silver's commercial. I don't know if you're familiar, <laughs> but it's a seafood yeah. restaurant. And mm -hmm. I played um, a, a pirate. And so I came in, and I, I mind you, I have a background in theater. So, you know, I know what it is to dress up and, and look the part and act the part and be there in the moment. So I put on my little bandana. I blacked out my tooth. I was like, yo, ho. and I came in and I landed uh, the part. And it, it, um, I didn't have my union card or anything. I wasn't SAG, nothing. So they had to tap wow. partly me, which means they had to pay for me to be in the union. This is, mind you, this is my first time out. Um, it, you know, and I get this gig, it's a national commercial and I'm like, what is everybody complaining about? This is so easy. Well, <laughs> two months later, they still didn't call me for another gig. And I'm like, Hey, well, wait, remember me? Yo, ho, ho. you know, what happened? <laughs> and uh, they're just like, you know, it's slow right now. And this is happening. Whatnot. But fast forward. Um, I, I did six months in this restaurant bar, uh, called Cafe Cordial. And in the, the six months, I was auditioning for uh, various parts and, and what have you. And I landed my first role, um, which was on a show called Dream On on HBO. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I got this permanent gig for six years. 
And I was so new and green um, being an actor in L.A. I was trying to cover my shifts um, from the restaurant and whatnot. And everybody's like, you got a gig, man. What you doing? I'm like, I got that first check. I'm like, I quit. I quit. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. I am on my eighth television show right now um and and, you know i feel so blessed and fortunately and unfortunate um you know i know this is god given it could be taken away at any time so i try to remain humble about it but um you know i i i I truly try to uh, surround myself uh with good people and family and um the people who are going to uplift me um and so i i think that's part of my sustaining uh this career Amen. Wow. So my next question would be. I thought I'd, uh, I wrapped up all your questions just there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question would be this. What advice would you give upcoming actors? Uh, if this is what you truly want to do to um, get your training. Uh, I have so many young people come up to me and be like, hey, man, I, you know, everybody tell me I'm funny. I could be on TV. Like, give me a uh, job. Um, put me on your show and whatnot. Well, what experience do you have? Well, you know, I, I, I really haven't did anything, but, you know, everybody tells me I'm funny. Well, have you taken any classes? Well, no, you know, but uh, I, you know, and it's excuse after excuse after excuse. It's different from being funny with your your buddies and your homies and and whatnot versus you have to land on this mark, look at this camera, project, keep your emotions in uh, in check. Uh, Don't be bigger than life. You know, all of this comes into play. And the only way that you do that is through training, learning um, mm. how, how your craft happens. And, and um, you, you can be in the right place at the right time, have that great look and get that perfect part. But if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have any training to, to back it up, you're going to be a flash in the pan and people are going to be like, well, whatever happened to that actor who you know was in this big blockbuster? You don't know what you're doing. So get your training, uh, definitely. I'm theater um, uh, trained, meaning that I come from a classical background. I did all of Shakespeare. Um, I did uh, a lot of dramatic stuff and humorous um, uh, as well. But when I first first moved to L.A., I landed this the the role Dream On, and it was a, a comedic role. And so I kind of been touted as, oh, you the funny guy, you know, but I, I can do so much more. And I have uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, that I, I can do dramatic stuff as well. Amen. Wow. So who would you say you look up to in acting? Um, my acting journey has always been a, con- a constant evolution. And I, I learned so much, and it's not even the, the people that I haven't worked with, uh, you know, like the Denzels or uh, uh, Angela Bassett and, and stuff like that. But um, the, the average Joe who has gotten their training um, that I can learn something from, um, I did theater for many, many years. And there is nothing like being on a live stage versus having that camera in front of you and they say, cut you get to do another take. But if you're on that live platform, you know, that's where your training comes in. 
And, um, you know, but I've worked with so many wonderful people who are, you know, trained actors. And I try to pick up as much as I go along. I'm never going to stop learning. Um, right now, I'm in the process of doing stuff behind the camera, um, you know, to, to keep this train run, rolling, you know. So um, I have a couple of movies under my belt where I'm executive producer of. I'm one of the executive producers on my show now in the cut on Bounce TV, which airs tonight. Just throwing that out there. Um, we're in our 16th. <laughs> just shameless plug. We're in our sixth season. Um, we just got finished shooting our seventh season, and uh, wow. such a blessing. But uh, that's well, not about answer. But yeah, since you threw out your shameless plug, go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit for anybody that don't know about your show in the cut. Uh, like I said, uh, we uh, the sixth season is airing right now. The seventh will come on uh, this summer uh, sometime. But uh, yeah, amazing cast. Um, Kalita Smith, who was from the Bernie Mac show, she played his wife, um, oh. all veterans. Um, John Marshall Jones, he played the father on Smart Guy, plus so many other uh, parts. Um, Ken Lawson, I'm reunited with him. He plays my son. Ken is from uh, the Parkers uh, as well. He played T on the <laughs> Parkers, um, but he plays my son on uh, this show. Uh, such a blessing. And uh, Laura, um, Laura Hayes, Miss Laura, mm -hmm. uh, the Queens of Comedy, she was a host. And then rounding out our cast is uh, uh, Dorian. Uh, Dor Dorian's last name just escaped me. He's going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, a very funny show. The premise is that I'm an owner of a barbershop and a beauty salon um, with my wife, Kalita Smith. Um, and uh, it's the the doings in the day, uh, the daily operation of both of the shops. And you have this husband and wife dynamic duel that are, you know, running this together. We own the strip mall that it's in and um, just life uh, that's uh, yeah, happening around us. Ken Lawson's character, he plays my son. He shows up at, <clears throat> excuse me, after 30 years. And I, I, I realize I have a son. <coughs> Sorry. That I didn't know I had, um, and John Marshall Jones, he plays my sidekick in the barbershop, and uh, Laura Hayes plays the outlandish, um, just provocative um, Mabel in the soul food restaurant that's uh, adjacent to us. Wow. Okay. How did you um, come up with the concept <coughs> of this? What What brought this about? The concept of in the cut. Uh huh. Um, it was brought to my attention by Bentley Evans, um, brilliant director, writer, producer. He's the um, creator of The Martin Show, uh, Jamie Foxx Show. Um, but I worked with him many, many years ago. And this cat is just an amazing dude who uh, keeps family close. And what I mean by that is everyone that is on the show has worked with him in one capacity or another throughout the years, and he never forgets. And so, you know, he came up with this idea about the barbershop and uh, the life uh, behind uh, the workings. <clears throat> Called me up and said, hey, brother, would you uh, consider doing another show? Um, where do you see yourself in the show? And, you know, how, how's that, how does that look? And I'm like, absolutely, um, between jobs. Um, uh, it's a wonderful concept. And uh, let's do this. 
so that's basically how it was. Um, we have amazing writers who are, are funny in, in with them themselves. <coughs> so sorry. Um, but because we've been on so long, um, 80 plus shows that we uh, uh, have already wow. uh, accomplished, um, they are writing for us, Dorian, as the person, not Dorian as Jay Weaver, my character. So they know what Dorian's strengths are. Um, if I'm in a situation where, um, you know, I'm being taken advantage of and I have to get out of, you know, I'm weaseling out or whatever, they're going to write that in the script because they know that's going to be uh, comedy gold. Um, so mm-hmm. each character, they're, they're writing for us as individuals, as long as our characters and the developing um, uh, the relationships between all of uh, our characters. So awesome. that's basically it. Awesome. Okay, so um, out of all of the work that you've done, and you've been doing work for a while now. A little, little bit. <laughs> what is your favorite project you've worked on? <clears throat> I, I have so many, um, and um, I, I will say I like them all for different reasons and aspects. Uh, I just got finished doing a show on uh, OWN, uh, Oprah's network called Cherish the Day. Um, and it is something that most people haven't seen me do a lot of. It's a dramedy. I play the lead character's father. Um, he's very uh, fluent. Uh, we live in a mansion. Uh, he's very tough on his son. Um, he has a bit of a drinking problem. Um, but it, it, you see this, the relationship of this wealthy family um, and... Um, the trials and tribulations that they go through, but this inner demon that I have, um, you know, drinking and trying to hold together and be the, you know, the backbone of this family. Um, So I, I, I dove into this and I was so pleased that, you know, I got to show this other side to me. And of course, and the predictable answer is of course the Parker's, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I, know, I know that's what you're getting at, but uh, we we did. We we had so much fun on that show, and some of the stuff that you didn't see was the funniest stuff, and it's stuff that's not written in the script or what have you. We we got to play around. We got to embellish. The we had uh, amazing writers, but what we would do is get all of our what they have written for us in the can, as it's called, if um, on paper, we, we got what they needed. Then they allowed us to play around. And that's where a lot of the comedy came out of. Myself mm. and Monique together, they had to pull us apart. We were like kids. And um, yeah. so we had to, they had to really sit us down to be like, okay, we, we got to get the scene. But, um, you know, that was six years of, uh, playing with your friends all day and you get a, pay- a paycheck at the end of the week. You know, wow. you can't beat that. No. So <laughs> I've seen actually on your Instagram some of the outtakes um, right. that, that didn't air and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. We, we, we had such a good time. Um, it, it really was, and it was it was fun developing that relationship between Nikki and the professor. No one knew had, had 
any cost that this was going to happen. This was going to flourish. My role originally was intended just to be a kind of reoccurring um, uh, character. They had no idea the chemistry that uh, myself and, uh, and Monique would have uh, together. And then they just kept writing and more and more uh, this cat, <coughs> cat and mouse chase. Um, and it became an integral part of the show. Right. Uh oh. There she is. There, you're back. Yes. Oh, it's restarting. <laughs> Am I back? Uh, yeah, you're back. Yes. <laughs> Okay, good. No, I was saying that it was an awesome show. I loved it. I, I was pretty much glued to it every every night that I could see it. Well, and it was you. so comical. I mean, every time every time I looked at Monique coming to coming to Professor, Professor right. right. <laughs> Hear it every day, at least twenty five <laughs> times a day. That was my Aren't you sick of hearing it? Aren't you, don't you get tired of it? Well, yes, I do. But the alternative is if people didn't recognize me at all and be like, oh, that's, I don't know. But, you know, that's the alternative. So I'd rather people remember who I was and, you know, is still looking out for me. Um, but, you know, it was a great time. In the cut, I, I love doing the show. Um, you know, once again, an amazing cast. And you take on these people as your family. You spend more time with them than the, than your your real family when you're in production because you're around them all day. Uh, you know, so it is it's like ha- having an extended family. So, so how do you prepare for a character? Uh, <laughs> it it just uh, it, it depends. Um, we have a rigorous uh, schedule for in the cut. Um, we shoot 13 episodes in 11 days. Wow. Wrap your head around that. 13 <laughs> episodes in 11 days. I'm the lead of the show, so I have anywhere from 14 to 17 scenes a day. Wow. Okay? So it, my process is trying to learn all these daggone lines <laughs> for what? Um, but Everybody associated with the show are veterans. So we, we've been through all of this. You can't throw somebody into a situation like that if you haven't had experience and whatnot. So we're able to look at these words, make them come to life, jump off the paper, move on to the next, forget about the scene, and, and keep it moving. Um, we do like three different shows um, Scenes from a, a different show, a show and a half a day, but three different shows that are all um, convoluted. And so you're not really sure of what happened the scene before. Mm. And because we might have did that two days ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's constant battle of trying to, you know, figure out that through line for, you know, what the action is happening. But my my typical day would be I get up at five o'clock to go to the gym. Uh, I'm there until seven o'clock, uh, 7 a.m. I'm at the studio. We film until like 10, 1030 at night. Sometimes they were there later. Sometimes we were there a little shorter. Um, then I go home and I try to learn my lines for the following day as much as I can. Around 12, 1230, I'm passed out. And wow. at three o'clock, I'm like, oh, oh God, I got to learn these lines. So I'm looking at my lines again, five o'clock, I'm back at the gym and that goes on and it's a never ending cycle. So wow. I pretty much sleep after the 11 days. 
Wow. wow. Yeah, it's a lot. That's rigorous. It's a lot. <laughs> Very rigorous. I, I need your schedule. You say no, you don't. No one does. <laughs> How do you balance that with your family? What, what's that? How do you balance that with your family? Uh, it, it just works out. It, it's uh, If you think about it, it is 11 days out of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm able, it frees me up to do a lot of other things, a lot of other projects, still spend time with my family, still go on vacation and whatnot. But you know, I basically can make my money in those 11 days for the year, but thank mm-hmm. God it enables me to do other, uh, um, you know, work as well. So I still have plenty of time um, awesome. to, to spend with my family. Uh, television is one of the reasons I, I gravitated to that because I was ra- we were raising two young kids. Um, you know, when I was on all these uh, different shows and at, back in the day, uh, television was like a nine to five. You get to the studio, a 39, you rehearse all day. Then uh, you're out by five o'clock. You have probably two days, like a Thursday and a Friday that you extend those hours to uh, do some footage um, before the audience even gets there. And so you have what's called in the can. So you have all these scenes that you already did. So you don't have to do all of those the next day. The following day, mm. you have a live audience and um, you do, you know, majority of the scenes in front of the live audience and you're out by 11 o'clock. So, you know, wow. I, I had opportunities to, to do uh, different movies and whatnot that I would have been gone for, you know, two and three months at a time. But I chose not to. It was more important to, you know, stay at home and, you know, still be able to work. And so. Right. Okay. So with having a live audience, that's a total different experience than just having a camera in front of your face. Absolutely. Have you had, uh, like happening? While you guys were actually doing a scene? Oh, no, you'd be thrown out. And, and <laughs> Monique wouldn't stand for that anyway, because she would have gave it right back. Uh, but no, you, we have people to regulate that, but it is a total different feel. Um, like I said, I, I grew up in theater. And so you have that instant gratification. You hear, you, you land that joke and you hear the, the laughter from uh, the, the audience and everything, which just uh, embellishes your, your next move. And you probably do things that you probably wouldn't have had you not had that laugh track added later. But, mm-hmm. oh, this is funny, so let's roll with it. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's nothing like it. I, I, I miss those days. But now everything is done so quick. And, you know, let's crank out this product. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't happen as organic. Um, so it, it's difficult in that aspect. So you have to have uh, seasoned people that, you know, know what they're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, and I see that there's so many people trying to bring those days back. So the question <laughs> I'm going to ask you is if they came to make a Parker's um, reunion. reunion type <laughs> show, would you do it? What, say, say the last part? I said, if they would, would I bring, do it? yeah, would you bring go back to do the park? Um, if you went like this and you had a lot of money and you went do this show, a lot of money, <laughs> of course I would do it. But no, I would do it for free, absolutely. Um, you know, the sh- show was such a success. Yeah, uh, people have been 
asking from day one since we went down uh, to do another show. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure everybody would be um, cool with it. I, I, I definitely would love to see it. Okay. So what is some upcoming projects other than in the cut that you have that you're working on that's in the fire that you could talk about? Uh, like I said, uh, you know, I'm also on a show called Cherish a Day on OWN TV. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also on another show called Howard High, uh, which I played the superintendent of a high school, uh, high school district. Um, and uh, that's on Urban Flicks. Um, and it is a very urban uh, show in the vein of Glee, where you have singing and dancing um uh, uh, extraordinary vocals um, that are backing up the dialogue that happens around them. Uh, so I'm on that show, and that's also that would also air tonight on Urban Flicks. <laughs> oh wow! Wednesday nights. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you asked, um, and, and um, like I had said, I I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, I just got finished uh, executive producing uh, a movie called His, Hers, and the Truth um, Mm. uh, that is a romantic uh, urban comedy, um, dramatic in in parts as well. But it is um, basically there's his version, there's her version, and somewhere in the middle lies the truth. And it Mm. follows uh, four couples. I play a marriage counselor along with my wife, um, we, we co-counsel uh, together, played by Coco Brown, the hilarious Coco Brown. Um, and we, we sit in the sessions and we're arguing back and forth. Well, I told you, you should have left down the toilet paper, uh, the, the toilet seat. Oh, like your butt could fit back and forth. And so the couples are like, uh, should we leave? You know, but it follows the one main couple and you see their, how they met, uh, how they didn't like each other, how they went their separate ways and they get back together. Um, but it's a beautiful story. Um, uh, another st- uh, show, uh, movie that I just got finished shooting is called Fruits of the Heart. And I cannot wait. I'm so proud of this uh, film. It stars uh, my best friend, Wendy Raquel Robinson from The Game. Oh, uh, she was yeah. also on the Steve Harvey show. Um, yeah. But she does a phenomenal job. It is a, a dramedy as well. Little Mama plays her daughter, um, who <laughs> is ailing, but you don't know that at first. Um, Clifton Powell is in it. Um, and like I said, I, I play this love interest that loves her. She doesn't love me so much. Um and it's very, very funny. But I'm one of the executive producers along with the other team brothers that um, I have been working with. Um, I have another movie called Stepping Back to Love that is on Netflix wow. as well. Yeah, so I got a lot of things that are coming up or it's happening right now. But in production of several other projects, um, because of the quarantine, we had to, to halt. But believe me, when we get up and running, we're 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 hitting the the ground and taking off. Um, so we're we're putting all those in our holster. Okay. So I have a question of because you you talked about 
acting being trained. Have you ever thought about being a teacher for acting class? I used to teach as well. Yeah. When I was in the Bay Area, I definitely I taught eight through 18 year olds. And uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I any knowledge that I have, I can only pass on and, uh, you know, hopefully somebody can learn from it. But like I said, I'm a student of life and I'm always constantly trying to, uh, you know, take myself to the next level as well. But yes, I do. I, I have mentored and taught. Okay. Wow. I love that. You now, said some, some important things. No, I, I'm listening and um, there's some, some, some important things as, you know, that can be taken for singers as well. And what I loved about it, as you said, you're constantly, um, you know, working on yourself from different things that you may have, you know, grabbed from others. And I, I know some people, you know, sometimes feel like they have arrived, but nobody mm-hmm. ever arrives because you're steady you know, a student of, of right. the craft. Right, and right. if you want to get better, you definitely want to stay a student because mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> that's how you actually learn. And so Absolutely. I love how you, how you stated that. And I think that is so key as to also um, your humbleness. And I can also see the humility as well. Oh, um, thank you. Because you've, you've done a lot and you have a lot of experience, but that doesn't uh, supersede who you are. And so I appreciate everything that you have stated thus far because it also puts on as they call nuggets where I can take to supersede. Right. Well thank you. Things. I appreciate that. Definitely. It is so funny and weird uh now that I'm being touted as a legend. It's like I we I, I'm I'm too young uh, to to hear any of that. <laughs> and I don't believe the hype. Um but I have been in the game for a second so I guess you know And I get all the time, I grew up watching you. That's saying something. That's crazy in itself. I remember one of my first experiences and one of my first jobs that um, I received was um, a show called Good Behavior. And it was playing opposite of Sherman Hemsley. Sherman um, from um, uh, The Jeffersons. Um, And so I grew up watching The Jeffersons. And to be standing side by side with this man who was a legend to me it is the feeling that, you know, these young people are telling me that, you know, this is the how, how that I make them feel. So I know that that feeling, but it was it was the best. And another person that I, I felt the same way uh, was when I worked on Sister, Sister, and I played opposite of Jack A., um, yeah. growing up watching her and I played her boyfriend. I'm kissing <laughs> on Jack A. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm kissing on Sandra, you know. So, <laughs> that that was crazy. So, you know, I know that, that feeling and so I, I'm humbled by it, uh, but it's still hard to believe, but it's like, yeah, I guess that's where we're going, so... <laughs> So with with you having a theater background, what is your favorite theater play? Oh, I have so many. Well, this is a good segue. (laughs) Um, I'm doing a one man show right now. Um, I I I love your club. Uh, I did it, right exactly. <laughs> I did it uh, a couple of years ago, maybe six years ago, for the Black Theater Festival uh, in Winston Salem, and um, I played seven different characters. 
And uh, it is so close and dear to my heart. I wrote this play um, when I was in a dark place in my life. Um, my mother had just passed away. I was doing too much drinking. Uh, it was shortly after the Parkers, so I wasn't working a regular job, you know, going to a regular job every day like I had been for the past six years. Um, you know, but I was working here and there, but it was, you know, nowhere the same. So it, I, I was, uh, you know, in turmoil and, and whatnot. Um, the, the play is called Unringing the Bell. And um, if you don't know what the phrase is, it is once a bell has rung, you can't unring it. And the way mm -hmm. that it pertains to life is if something happens to you in your life, you have to accept it, release it, let it go, give it to God and move on. Amen. And so uh, all seven characters has something particular that, they ha uh, that has happened to them in their lives that they have to release and let go uh, in order to move on. And so my character, my character who I play myself, Dorian Wilson, and I talk about what I'm going through. I, I talk about the, the night my mother um, passed away and what that experience was and how uh, I had been drinking too much and, um, you know, just into myself and whatnot, um, followed by Marla Gibbs voiceover um, from the Jeffersons. Um, she plays my mother's voice. I hear my mother's voice. Um, and she's saying, I didn't raise you like this, son. You, you were wow. stronger than that. This is not God's plan for you, um, you know, and, and lifts me up. Um, and then uh, you hear, uh, uh, you fall down, but you get up um, mm. right after that. And it, it takes the, the, um, uh, the play out. But I say that to say that I'm working on that now and just the, the flood of memories that I've had when I produce it um, and put it on and, um, you know, finding new things right now. So I'll say that. Yeah. For right now. <laughs> so that's your favorite play. I like that because you made that you made, it was made special for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Absolutely. Cool. That's but I do have a couple of it too. slow dance on the uh, killing ground. Uh, very dramatic. Uh, it's the three-person show, monologue after monologue. I love that. The Tempest, I play Caliban, uh, Shakespeare of the Tempest, um, Two Gentlemen of Verona, Dream Girls. I did uh, 144 productions. Um, wow. uh, so I have an like, extensive uh, theater background. So I, I have so many. You said Dream Girls. I'm very interested in who you played in Dream Girls. So who would you think I played? <laughs> I think played the person Jamie Foxx played. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Why did you guess that? <laughs> yeah. uh, I yeah, don't know. Exactly. I, I, I'm yeah. just like, I think that would be the perfect role. If I was Absolutely. A Absolutely. It was a lot of fun, and we had a great cast. And this was done wow. in the Bay Area, uh, um, uh, San Jose Brett. Actually, I, um, I did a production of – I was in a production in um, Richmond for The Wiz. Okay. That's you guess who I was. Liza. I did that. Can what you did you say? I said, can you guess who I was? Lion. No, I wanted the lion. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> they made me the scarecrow. Okay. All right. Okay. I just see yeah. lion. <laughs> you just yeah. See. <laughs> 
I was going to say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I got kicked over for that one. All right. <laughs> I played the Wiz. Really? Yes. Ah. Yeah. That that's that's a great role. See, and I, and I think I would love to see the arts come back. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see a lot of uh, digital, but going to a play. Because mm-hmm. my favorite uh, play is Music Man. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's something getting you know that mark having the marquee and then you have the program. You go to your seats and right. Then oh, absolutely, absolutely. It, it just brings uh, I, the art out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've done both. Uh, I will always go back to doing theater. Uh, there's nothing like that instant gratification from a live audience. It doesn't play, pay like television and movies, right. um, but it's 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 for your heart. It's the love of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love theater. Amen. Yeah. Well, Chiki, do you have anything? I've no. pretty much covered no. everything. He doesn't know. So anyway, I appreciate you guys so much, though. Um, you know, it, it's great, and it's great what you guys do. Uh, I'd love to come uh, visit you guys when all of this, uh, you know, is, is gone. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys. Well, I, I definitely got to uh, make some catfish when I do because I remember you commented on that and said <laughs> you in town, so. it, it's a it's a cook off. It's a cook off. Oh, that works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe from, with some jambalaya on the side. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and I got bread. Maybe gumbo. You know. Yeah. Oh, you, gumbo. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Southerners. <laughs> So right. I, I definitely yeah. wanted to say um, thank you on the behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on. And like I've told everybody, ever, now that you came on, you're like family. Because right. I believe that united, we can make a change. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. If there's any sh- movie, show, anything, let us know. We promote it. We'll put it on all our platforms. Right. And just keep us posted. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you. All right. God bless. All right. All right. So one thing I want to say to everybody that we got to have, we're going to have Cletus. Oh. <laughs> Why y'all always clown Cletus like this? Come on, Cletus in the room. Come on. Right, Cletus right. got to come into the room sometimes. So Cletus got to have his stage presence. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But Cletus, thank you, Amen. <laughs> so, with that being said, with that being said, I would like, I would like to just um, say. Stay true to your craft, despite of what people say. You know what God has destined you to do, and we want you to understand that despite of the naysayers, despite of what the enemy has thrown your way, go after your passion and your dream. Don't say what if, say what can I do?
So everybody out there, stay blessed. Much love. Again, this is Pastor Jay. Um, anybody in District 35, I'm putting my drop out there. Make sure you go vote for Jay Calhoun for Nevada for State Assembly District 35. And the other thing I would like to say is keep God close, especially when you don't feel him. He's there. You just got to get a little closer. Amen. Well, I just want to say to you guys that whether if you are seasoned or you are a newbie, always know that there's something to learn from somebody else. Amen. Because that's what that's what we all are here for. I mean, no one has arrived and nobody is bigger than anybody else. You may have been, you know, blessed with some more things than others, but that does not mean that you have arrived. So keep working on your craft, keep working on the things that you love. And even now, while we're in this pandemic, this is a time to maybe do something new, something that you didn't even know you could do. So I think there's some more creative juices that's flowing in the in, you know, in the atmosphere. So whatever that is, find capitalize on it and just learn some things that you can embellish on. I know for me, this has been very good for me and it has encouraged me and I hope that this encouraged you. And just Amen. know that no matter what you're going through, you can make it. These trials is not that hard. All you gotta do is just trust God and God is gonna do the rest. You just gotta stay in the fight, stay in the race, cause he's gonna fight your battles and you will have victory through all this. I says after this, there will be victories. So guess what? Know that this process is just a process. What you're getting through it. So love you. Follow me all over wherever I'm at, wherever you at, you follow. And just show your love. Because I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless you. This is Dr. Clay. Love you. Shakita. Yes. Um, just after you know, it won't always be like this. I'm just relearn your children if you have them. Dig deeper in your relationship with God. Learn who you are in Him. Step to who you are in Him. We come out of this. You know, you're going to be a vessel for somebody else. Or is going through what you're going through. So, you know, press in and what God is speaking to you at the moment and, you know, get some quiet. Let God love on you. And next week. And if anybody heard through the cut out of it, she said, stay close to God, learn your family, and (laughs) learn yourself. That's right. Amen. See you next week. (laughs) Yeah. Love y'all. Bye.